Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Would you ask the Holy Spirit today? Maybe you're on the fence. You're like, man, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Jesus, we're speaking his name. I don't really know. That's okay. You're welcome here. Uh, by faith, if you would, would you just speak? Uh, Holy Spirit, show me the weight of that name. Show me. If it's real, if it's true, maybe you sat here for years. Holy Spirit, show me in greater depth the weight of that name. Speak that to him. Father, we ask you, I ask you, show us more the weight of that name. Some of us have been doing this so long, we can't feel it anymore. We can't see it anymore. We can't see it past ourselves anymore. God, I, I, want, I, I desire desire to see it myself even deeper today. Open our eyes as a collective people, God, to see you for who you are, because I know if we were to capture it, God, we couldn't contain it. There's no way. There's no way. Show us, Lord. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat for a second. And we're going to continue celebrating. And I, I really, before we have a time of baptism, today we're going to celebrate. We're going to throw a party. We've got four people getting baptized today, which is awesome. It's going to be so fun. We'll have fun. And uh, I want to go ahead and let you know, like maybe you've sat in church a long time. Maybe you've been doing this forever. And you're like, man, like I've never really stepped forward and been like, man, I'm Jesus, man. Like, save me. And I want to take that step of obedience and baptism. If that's you, like, uh, my, my man Adam back here, Adam, stand right there, and you can raise your hands. Look at Adam. Everybody just look at him. He loves when everybody's like, yeah, Adam's back there. I, want, I would love while I talk, go talk to Adam. Talk it through. Maybe today's not the day. Maybe you want to process some stuff. Go talk to Adam and just, just make it right. Like, don't leave if you got a question. I think we leave so many times with questions. And I want to, I want to talk before we step into time of baptism. I want to explain a little bit about it, but I want to bring clarity through the Word of God. It's not my words, it's the Word of God. And I pray that today we're weighted down at another measure by the name that we expressed and sang. I pray you experience him, not just hear of him. I, I pray you experience his heart in this room today. I want you to know something. He loves you more than you could fathom. More than you have fathomed. That's the key. We can never get to the end of God's love. I don't even think it's possible to comprehend it is what the Word says. And if it's impossible for the Word to, like for our minds to comprehend, which is what the Word says, that means there's levels we haven't got to yet. All of us. I haven't exceeded the depths of God's love for me. And as it gets weightier and weightier, I believe everything else in this world gets lighter and lighter. That's what the word says. So I want to start, and I just want to read a verse to you, a few verses, if you don't mind. 2 Corinthians 5. Some of you have heard it before, but I want 
bring this up on the screen and I want to read it to you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this, what's all this? The new creation aspect of it. The reality that you have become brand new in Christ is all because this is from God. All of it's from Him. It's not by your doing. It's not by anything that you could accomplish. All this is from God. I pray you lay your deadly doings down today. Because if we were all to lay our deadly doings down, there's no ego available in the room. And I want to tell you, I'm speaking this message by faith. This isn't because I've earned the spot to stand here. Christ Jesus has flooded my heart. So I'm telling you his good news of why Jesus is so weighty. All this is from God. And if you felt like this has been out of your reach, I want to tell you the gift of God, God desires to gift this to you today. All this, the old can pass away. The old can pass away. The new can come. All this is from God, who through Christ, that means he was working in the form of Christ, reconciled us to himself. That word is an accounting word. Any accountants in the room tonight? None of us. Yeah, there's a couple. None of us were like, wait, nope. There's one in the back. Yep, Colt, forgot, sorry. God bless you, bro. We all, everybody else hates numbers in the room. Through Christ reconciled us. It's an accounting term. It just means to balance the books. And some of us in the room today, I guarantee it, I've sat in that spot. And in fact, I've stood on this stage before feeling like my scales were out of balance. So every day, I want to encourage you, if you need a practical step, come back to this reality every single day. Step into the bathroom right when you wake up. Look in the mirror. All this is from God, who through Christ balanced the books. The books have been balanced today. I got nothing to prove. I got nothing to earn. Thank you, Jesus. Reconciled us to himself. That means he made the relationship right. Any of you feel like you got to get right with God today? He wants to make you right with him. Trust Jesus for that. And then what did he do? He didn't just leave you there with the books balanced. He said, man, I want to give you a purpose in life. I mean, I want to gift you a purpose in life. Does anybody wandering through life thinking, man, I got saved and now I don't even know what to do with my life. I want to tell you, do you know that you were made for purpose? God's purpose in your life. And he said, he gave to us. You'd be like, well, Jay, hold up, hold up. I mean, that's just those apostles, right? Think about John 17, where Jesus is praying. I don't just pray for these. I pray for those who will believe in their message. And then he sends them out after that. Gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That means he's invited each one of us to go out into the world to those people in our life who feel like the books are unbalanced. And we're not trying to fix behavior. We're trying to help them understand the power of God and extend to them the gift that he gave to us. He wants to balance your books today. 
You can't balance them. And the more you try, the more frustrated you're going to be at who you think God. But the reality is, if it's still under your control, you're the only God in your life. You're trying to control every element to see the books balanced. This word is the power of God, is what the scripture says. And if you receive the power of God today and your life gets reconciled with God and you receive the purpose on your life, you will walk in a brand new freedom like you've never experienced. And the name Jesus will matter so, so much. It's so weighty and so wonderful. And we're going to keep growing in this together. Next verse. That is, just keep clarifying. He said, that is, in Christ, here's what this means. In Christ, God was reconciling not just you, think about this, the world to himself. This is available to the world. Name anybody who you think is least deserving of God's favor, it's for them. Think about them. I know a name came into your mind. I know it. It's for them. And if it's for them, do you potentially understand how this transforms your purpose in their life? Maybe you're the minister in their life to see their life reconciled with God. And if your life gets reconciled with God to no effort of your own, you'll watch the love of God compel them and weigh them down in such a way that it relieves everything they've been walking under. Not counting, this is what it means, not counting their trespasses against them. Scripture says, those who are forgiven much will love much. Anybody in this room been forgiven of a bunch? Come on. I'm the worst, man. Thank you. He forgave me. I know I didn't deserve that. I was the worst, man. But when he met me at the point where I felt the worst, that's when I knew he loved me the most. <laughs> and I pray he meets you right now, just right now. And then he entrusted us with the message of reconciliation. You say, man, I don't know what to do, Jay. I don't have the smarts to do it. Did you just take those verses everywhere you go and just tell people that. Do you want, to, you want to hold the power of God within you? Just receive that message for yourself and then take it everywhere you go. Watch what it does. I wish somebody had told me that message. I had a lot of Christian friends who just wanted to fix my behavior. And they didn't really want to hang around me because I just wasn't like them, you know? I thought they were boring too. But, but this, this life is not boring. This is, this is excitement. And if you've stepped into this life, then you understand it's like an adventure at every turn. And God shows up and he uses and does wild stuff. Let's keep going. And here's the crux of the whole thing. Therefore, here's what we are. We are ambassadors. Bree, you're a brand ambassador. That means brands come to you and you hold the brand on your life and you express that branding to other people that they might step into the brand. You are a brand ambassador. He says, man, I wanna put my name on you and call you to be a influencer. 
Anybody want to be an influencer? But this is like no pressure influencer because he's going to do it with you. But you, you understand that. Like, sorry to call you out. I hope I'm not. Is he okay? Okay. You're like, shut up. It's like pressure and influencing, you know? It's like demands. Because those guys are not doing it for you. They're like, do this and then like, look, like it's on you. This message is so different. He comes to you and he does the work. The responsibility on our life is just to say, do it. Do it. Come on, send me. We are ambassadors for Christ. God's making his appeal through us. That means God is like speaking through us. And so if you come in this room and you're like, bro, Jay is an incredible communicator. I want to tell you the voice that you're so impressed with, the glory that you see in this figure, I promise you was not mine before he came to me. He came to me and gave me and called me to do this. I want to make it very clear. If you experience any weight of glory in this place, it is the absolute working of the presence of God. It is. Enjoy the encounter with him. All this, God's making his appeal through us. We implore you. That means we like call you, please, on behalf of Christ, because of all that he did, be reconciled to God. And I implore you today, if you feel like your books have been unbalanced today, in whatever respect, have the books balanced today. All of it's from God. He wants to give it to you. Receive it. Have it. Because for our sake, he, being God, made him, Christ, to be sin. That word sin means to miss the mark. That means Jesus, like, lived this perfect life, hit the perfect mark. And then God said, hey, guess what? This whole world has missed the mark, but I'm going to cause myself, my son incarnate, to be as if he had missed the mark so that they could all hit the mark. Does anybody feel like they missed the mark in the room today? He hit it for you. Hear it. He hit it for you. He hit it for you. He shot the shot. He hit the game winner. The game is finished. And if you're still out there trying to prove and win and score, it won't be a very powerful life for you. Jesus won't matter much. You'll stand and sing the songs, but it won't be weighty. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him, in him, we might become the righteousness of God. In him, we might become the righteousness of God. And so what this is a symbol of right here is when we come to faith in Christ, we go under the water and we come back out by faith and we have been covered by Christ. We are in Christ. And if you are in Christ, then he has loved you and he has gifted to you, not righteousness according to your work, but according to his. Our faith is now we are at rest with him. What does this really mean? What does this really mean for us? I brought a better prop than last week. Okay, oh, sorry. I almost didn't see it, man. I almost had a fiasco up here, you know? Oh. This time I got the real thing. Check her out, baby. 
I mean, you could see the wood grain in this thing. The real deal. The priceless Mona Lisa. In fact, this is the most expensive, apparently the most expensive, expensive painting that has ever been painted in all of the world. Uh, is Bruce here today? Bruce, where are you at? You got one fact for us about the Mona Lisa. Remember last week I asked about the Mona Lisa. There, nobody raised their hand. Bruce came up and told me the whole history of this thing. You got one fact for us, Bruce? 1517, thank you. Thanks, Bruce. I love you, man. You're a wealth of knowledge. No, you, again, you wouldn't fall for that, would you? But I've done my best at making this the greatest Mona Lisa picture I could find, the most realistic, ornate, picture frame straight off of Amazon for $110. This is stupid, I know, but I had to. Dumb. It looks so real, but it's so fake. And I promise you, I promise you, y'all, if you've, if you've been in the church for any amount of time, you can lose sight of the reality of what I'm talking about today because we learn how to do this thing so well and we, we look so real, but there's nothing real about it because guess what? There's only one Mona Lisa. There's only one. And the only way for me to get Mona Lisa in my hands is for the people who own the Mona Lisa to gift it to me because there's one. God says there's only one Christ. And if you're honest, you'll look in the mirror and say, I am not that. And no matter how hard I try to doctor up my life, y'all, I can't. And I want to relieve you. Stop trying. Receive the greatest gift of all time. He wants to gift you the Mona Lisa. He wants to make you the original. And when we come to faith in Christ and we're baptized into his name, we become the original. The old, listen, the old has passed away. The new has come. It is finished. It is done. Believe it actually happened. What would you do if you weren't trying to earn the favor of God? You would be absolutely relieved. Anybody in the room? Man, if I woke up every day. Jay, what does that mean? And I'm going to close with this and we're going to get to baptism, okay? What does that mean? Tell me about what it means to be the righteousness of God. Remember the story. It's in the book of Matthew. You throw that verse up there. Jesus is actually getting baptized by John the Baptist. And right as he goes in the water, and he comes back out. Y'all have that for me? Cool. Right as he goes in the water and he comes back out, he hears a voice from heaven who says, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. If you have come to faith in Jesus, 
I would like to speak these words over your life, and I pray that we receive them with the weight that they deserve. You are my son, whom I love and in whom I'm well pleased. You are my daughter, whom I love and in whom I'm well pleased. You are my son, hear it. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. You are my daughter, I love. And with you, I'm well pleased. And if God loves you and he's well pleased with you, what more do you have to prove? Be free today. Receive the call he has in your life. Go now in freedom and help others get set absolutely free by the powerful message you have been entrusted with. I want to give you the message. Go. Go. It's not rocket science. That's the message. Take it. If that's you today and you're like, Jay, I've sat in church my whole life, heard all the messages, that finally clicked with me. Today's the day. Call to his name. Receive the love that he wants to give you. Come, be baptized into the name Jesus. Receive him. And then let's go get it together. Today, I want love for Anya. Anya, would you start us today? Come on, girl. Let's go. <laughs> Anya wants to share a little bit. You're not nervous at all. She's a preacher, y'all. I don't know how she, he does She's this. She's a preacher. <laughs> uh, listen, before, before you go, sorry. If that's you, and you're like, today's the day. We have everything for you. Adam's right there. Go. Okay, go. Go. Go, 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 go. And then let's, let's keep partying. Let's just party all night. You want to? Anya, it's yours. Although I met God long ago, it wasn't until I accepted Jesus that the Holy Spirit began its work walk with me. Before this journey, I saw through human eyes and heard God's word without whispers of guidance. I also couldn't see that my love for him didn't exceed vulnerability in a public baptism. I'm grateful for his forgiveness of my sins and patience in waiting for me to learn that true love is vulnerable in any setting. That's a weight in there, girl. Adam. Preach, girl. Preach. Anya, you're going to keep preaching the rest of your life. You're going to lead a lot of people into the freedom of being able to be vulnerable through the powerful message of Jesus that actually relieves them to be vulnerable. It's the message of love that you've heard that's opened your eyes. Jesus did everything for you. You're at rest with him, and I can't wait to see what he does in your life. Guys, we're going to celebrate and throw a party, so would you stand with me? If you know Anna, you gather around, and we're going to just, we're just going to go crazy. We're going to join heaven. You want your shoes on? Ah, I need to take them off. Okay. reconciled the books for you? Who's paid the price? Who is the king? Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, that's right. 
It's on that confession of faith, my sister, baptize you in his name, the King Jesus, buried with Christ in baptism, and raised to walk a brand new life. Come on, fam. You sit with me? Sit with me. Can you tell everybody your name? Are you okay with that? What's your name? Lillian. Lillian. Now, I came to your house, Lillian, and you said you watched a movie, The Chronicles of Narnia, right? Mm -hmm. And you had some questions and you talked to your mother, and your mother told you why the lion had to die. And you realized that, like, Jesus was the one who died for you, right? Yeah. Yeah? And you told her you wanted to get baptized. You wanted to trust Jesus, right? Yeah. And then I came to your house, and you said you were so, you were scared, but I said the Holy Spirit would come, and he would make you brave. And here's what I want you to see. He did just that. He made you so brave, and he's going to keep making you brave for the rest of your life. And he's got amazing plans for you. Hey, Will. <laughs> Will wants to join us, okay? He's not shy. <clears throat> but Lillian, I am so excited for you, and I can't wait to see what happens in your life. You're very special to him, and I want you to remember this. He loves you, and he's pleased by you. He loves you forever, and he'll never leave you, and he'll never forsake you ever. Isn't that so good to know? Yeah. He loves you. Right, Will? You ready? Yeah. Let's do this. Come on. All right, guys, we're going we're gonna to throw a party for Miss Lillian, right? Come on now. We're going to stand. Come on now. We're going to cheer Miss Lillian on. This is, this is Austin. Her dad's going to be baptizing today. It's not so warm anymore, is it? Sorry, girl. I don't normally like warm water. All right, girlfriend, you just said it. But can you tell everybody why you're in there today? Because Jesus saved me. Yeah. All right. Come on. Well, it is on that profession of faith that I get to baptize you, my little sister. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Prepare with Christ in baptism. All right, church, we're going we're gonna to pray for Lillian together. So, Lillian, let's, we're going to pray for you, okay? 
Y'all join me in praying. It's cold. I'm so sorry, girl. You're amazing. All right. Y'all just lift up a... keep going. Y'all up? Let's go. Come on. Davis, I'll let you introduce, man. Come on. You good? And then, right, yeah, as you do, I would love just to like, so y'all don't know, uh, Davis's wife was one of the first people ever baptized in this room at North Star Church. And so today, uh, your son is going to be following those steps here in this room, man. What an honor it is to join you and celebrate with you, bro. Can't wait to see what God's doing with you. And uh, you speak that he's desiring to be a pastor. And so you could join us in praying over pastor, future pastor. You're going to be leading a lot of people, brother. And he's going to be with you every step of the way. You stay in step with him and just rest with him. I just want to give you that encouragement. He's with you, man. This is my son, Bowie Presley Mitchell. And uh, I'm so excited to be, this is the highest honor anybody could have to baptize their child, their son, their firstborn son into the kingdom of God. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the gifts you've given Bowie. Thank you that you have reconciled him, God. Thank you that you have pulled him up out of the muck and the mire, placed his feet on a solid rock, and put a new song in his mouth. Bowie uses uh, the VR chat. I don't know if any of y'all are into that, but Bowie uses VR chat to preach right now. Come on. Let's go, man. He's already doing it. He's already saying things like, we're going soul winning, and I'm like, what? (laughs) But, um, you know, uh, I asked Bowie who he would like to baptize him, and he said, Dad, I want you to do it. I said, okay. Why do you want me to do it? He said, because John the Baptist was related to Jesus and he baptized him. So um, because we're related, it's my son. <laughs> so proud of him, y'all. I get to baptize him and it's the highest honor ever. Anyway, I've seen God do a work in his heart. He's got a hunger for the word. Like, it's, an, it's amazing. And I know that's only God that gets the credit. And that's what he would say. Mo, is there anything you'd like to say to anybody? Just... Thank Jesus for dying for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy, you ready to get wet? Yeah. You ready to get wet? Yes. All right, Bowie. Have you accepted Jesus into your heart, into your life? Yes, sir. You're going to live for him the rest of your days? Yes, sir. What's on that profession of faith? That I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
We're gonna, y'all lift a prayer for Bowie. Keep going. Uh, let's see. John, where's John at? Come on, John. Come here, Phil. Now, John, uh, it's a real honor for me to sit next to John. And a lot of things came out of COVID, but if you don't know, uh, you're going to share this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll let, how about? How about you share? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, First off, I'm a very technical person, sometimes overly detailed, so just bear with me on this. But when I look back on things, uh, I've realized that there are a series of events that have happened in my life that led me here. And I could go to my earliest memories, actually, but I'll just start with the past six and a half years or so, when things really took a turn for the best. Uh, this is what I know from those. I had to have met my wife. She probably doesn't want me talking about her right here, but I'm going to say a little bit. Uh, in order to even be here, uh, but that even itself required perfect timing for the both of us. Uh, I believe a lot of things were perfect timing for me to be here. Um, but we were on a dating website, and I thought she was too attractive for me with the thought that women uh, cheat on less attractive partners. <laughs> uh, so I never took the risk. Um, but So I never messaged her. And I was on my phone on the dating website, and my cousin happened to just peek over and saw her and told me I should message her to the point that it was convincing me to do it. Convincing me to do it, so I did it. Uh, that was probably one of the best things I did. Yeah. Um, everything happened at the right time for me to message her in her life and my life. Uh, even the first date had to happen like it did, which I almost really messed up. Uh, we had like a date 2.0 on the same day to fix that. You should like restart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a restart. That's <laughs> but... Um, Let's see. I, 
literally specific timing and events took place for that. But in our relationship, I have made decisions based on her and us. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I've made decisions based on just me. Um, but uh, I'm not proud of that thing, of those things. But, uh, you know, I've taken jobs related to security. Uh, and I've tried to make the best ones I could with us. And the one that worked really well for us was working at the data center where your dad owned it. So, yeah. I mean, he even played a big part in that. If he hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have worked at security at the data center where I would have met you and everybody else right. of equal importance, everybody that's here. Yeah. yeah. Kenny and Marta and everybody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I met them and uh, I liked what I heard and I liked what I saw. So I've decided to try the church finally, because we weren't going to a church, to come see this place. Great decision, by the way. <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just everything added up. Um, my wife loves it here. My daughter likes it. I love it. So we kept coming, and it's led me to today, right at this moment, right now, and I really don't believe it's coincidence at all. At all. Come on. Uh, it's just these little miracles that have happened going on with my life. Uh, but I believe we can all think of things that has led us to where we are today. They may not all be good things somewhere in there, but mine sure weren't all great. Um, but look where we are now. I mean, is that not great? Yeah. I'm on. Yeah. It sure is, man. Yeah. You never know what God's doing, but he's always doing something you don't know, you know? Always. Yeah. And uh, during COVID, we had to shoot online film for church. And so we'd go into the office building. And he, John, you're working security on Sundays all by yourself, not thinking there was anything probably big to it or anything beyond what you were doing, you know? And honestly, same for me. I'm like, we're just showing up to shoot film, not realizing that God had bigger plans in store. And so maybe you feel like where you're headed doesn't have big plans, but I think the plans he has for you is far beyond anything that you could ever imagine uh, as we really are seeing that. I'm experiencing that with you, man. And, uh, getting to know you and your family, your sweet family, your daughter and your wife, man, y'all are powerhouse people and you've seen quiet uh, and that's okay. But you guys got different kind of giftings, man. God has gifted your family um, with such like compassion gifts. Like y'all are so kind hearted. You come early and you're just encouraging to me. And I just want to tell you guys, thanks for being an encouragement to me. You have the gift of encouragement as well. And I see that all over your life, man. And you're humble, man. You came to my office a few weeks ago after giving me a letter at, at church and you're like, bro, you got a bunch of questions. And man, I watched the Holy Spirit come into that room. Did you? I did. And he set you free in that moment. And that was proof that Jesus is who he said he is. And I pray that you remember that always. He did that as a gift because he loves you. 
and his name is Jesus, and you called on that name with me in that office, and I watched him, and he's going to do more with you than you could think or imagine. You're not just a security guard wherever you go. You don't just have a job. You're now that minister that we were to you. You are that, and you leave this place a brand new creation, brand new with a brand new purpose, man. And so everywhere you go, in your home, to your wife, to your kid, on the street corner, wherever you are, you get to stay who God designed you to be, but he's going to fill you to do what you could never do. What you saw in us, this is not us. It's the love of Christ for you who loved you so much, man. And he's going to send you to do the same. And I can't wait to see what he does in your life. And you're such a beautiful person, man, like such a beautiful person. And he created a really special gift in you, man. And thank you for your ministry to me. I want to say that again. Thank you. Uh, for being so gracious all the time to us and being such a blessing. You're a servant heart, and I, I really appreciate you for that. Can we stand up? And we're going to honor John. Let's go. <laughs> John, uh, who saved you? Jesus. Jesus. It's on your confession of faith, my brother. You're reconciled with him. The old is gone. The new is here. Brand new purpose is yours, man. John. It's in his name, Jesus, that I baptize you. The name above every name, the name that has spiritual authority, now lives inside of you. It's a gift to you, sent. Let's go get it. It's in that profession of faith I baptize you. In the name of Jesus, buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk a brand new life. Come on. Could you have a seat for five minutes? Second Peter gives us directive from this place where we realize the power of God and we've got that awakening, that love that's flooded and been heavied. And I pray it continues to get heavier and heavier. But from the heaviness of the power and presence of God, we're given directives to move a little bit. And it says, and I want to start in verse five. Verse five says, For this very reason, divine nature is yours through promises. The promise I shared with you is yours, receive it. And you can have all that he's meant for you to have. But for this very reason, because all that's true, now make effort not to earn righteousness, but to live from righteousness. When you make every effort to supplement where it starts at faith, I trust you, Jesus, now begin to walk in it. Enjoy freedom, walk in it. Enjoy his love, walk in it. Virtue, supplement virtue with knowledge. That means, hey guys, we're gonna grow and understand what this even means and how it transforms our life. And we're gonna supplement knowledge with self-control. That means we're gonna put, put it in practice for a long amount of time. Anybody go to the gym for, you gotta go multiple times for muscles to build, right, Tucker? We're gonna stay in it. And as we stay in it, what are we staying in? Pause. Some of us miss it. I want to stay first in this place where we wake up every single day and I want, I want us to look in the mirror who have been baptized into Christ and look in the mirror and say, you are son, you are daughter, whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. I'm going to stay right there and I'm never leaving that land. Never. If you find yourself leaving that land, you will not be strong enough to continue. Wake up every day, practical step if you want it. You came to faith in Christ, it's yours. Let's work that muscle out. 
I love you. I'm well pleased with you. All because of Jesus. Thank you. Now I'm thankful as I start my day. I'm going to stay there. I'm going to operate in self-control. With steadfastness, I'm going to stay at it. And with steadfastness, I'm going to step into godliness. And with godliness, with brotherly affection, that means I'm going to be a good friend. Like a brother sticks with a brother. To the death, my bro. And brotherly affection then becomes love. And no greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for someone else. Jesus offered us the greatest love of all time and invites us to come walk his life. We go down that road of love. Scripture continues though, and this is what I missed last week. If these qualities are yours and are increasing, and listen, I wanna stop there. Somebody be like, man, I'm not far along on the journey. And I wanna say some of us are baby trees with little tiny fruits and that's okay, okay? We're on a process of growing and some of us can barely see any progress. Keep going, it's awesome. It's okay. If these qualities are yours and are increasing, they will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to go to work. Let's go practice. But work is light. It's not a burden. It's a joy because he's with you and he's in you. He wants to empower you to do it. All this is going to keep you unfruitful. Next verse. For whoever lacks these qualities, listen, whoever lacks them, are you living in lack? You don't have to is nearsighted and is so nearsighted that he is blind. Having, listen, forgotten, I think that's key. If it's not weighty to you, I just wanna remind you, open your eyes, don't forget. It's easy to forget. Any forgetful people in the room? Can't remember a name? Come on, everybody, all my sympathizers in the room. Come on. <laughs> Have forgotten that he has cleansed you from your former sins. Do you know what you forgot? You've just forgotten that he's cleansed you, that he has loved you, that he is well pleased with you. You forgot. Wake up and remember. Some of us are going into all manners trying to get well again. And some of us go toward the medicine of needing wellness and we find all the medicines the world said, this will help you. And Jesus says, you forgot. I love you and I'm pleased with you. Stop looking to be pleased. Stop looking to please others. I, I'm fine. You've forgotten. And he describes this church in Revelation 3 about a church who has gotten totally self-centered and they forgot the main reason that they existed. He calls it the lukewarm church and the lukewarm church wasn't hot or cold. And some of us say, man, I'd rather be cold. And they think of that being like a sinful kind of state of life. But in reality, what he's speaking to is a church that has two rivers that run through the city. And two rivers that ran through the city, there's two rivers, one a cold stream and one a hot medicinal stream. Do you know that? And what he's saying is, you're not that cold, refreshing drink of water. And guys, you're not that therapeutic, warm tub for people. You're in between. And because of that, like, I can't even stand it. It's like, I want to spit that water out of my mouth. And I'm just calling you back. And if you see that you're not refreshing in a cool drink of water or a refreshing bathtub, you can come back to Jesus. But you got to remember, do you realize that you have been blind? But he says, but you say you have everything. You have all that you need. You're, you can't possibly be blind. 
as we look at our lives, as we really think about our progress as we walk with Jesus, is my life really producing fruit of Jesus' life? And if it's not, I pray that he open the blinders from your eyes that you see again. And remember and hear these words, I love you and I'm well pleased with you. That powerful message will empower you to go from these doors and express it to somebody else. And if you express it to somebody else, I promise you it will bear fruit. Go, open your eyes. You are no longer blind. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. You have been cleansed from your former sins. He tells Revelation 3, the lukewarm church, if you realize that you have been blind, come to me, Buy from me everything you need, but it is free of price. Stop trying to pay. If you need to be awake today and you need a revival in your heart, you can't pay anything to God. He wants to gift it to you. He's that good. So my prayer for us today is that, Father, would you unite us in our calling, our purpose, right where you are? Would you unite us in our identity that we would let go of the things of this world because they are not worth living for. And I want to remember, God, Father, I just pray over this people today, me included. God, that you would help us remember, that you would help us remember that life that we were saved from and that we would hear your voice louder than ever speak a better word. I love you and I'm well pleased with you. Thank you that that word was spoken over our life because of your work for us. Relieve the burden in the room today. I want to tell you if you're in the room today and you've really been wounded or hurt would you just bring Jesus those hurts just bring it to him bring it to him he wants to heal you today he wants to heal you today Father thank you for saving us we love you God awaken us as we leave and send us to somebody who needs you make us bold to speak your word and send us in your power, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.